0: This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do these a couple of times a week. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts, iTunes, podcast app, whatever. You can also find them at HeidiHarris.com. I've been sprinkling in more segments from the show. I'm still doing interviews and some of the other topics for my podcast that are separate from the live show, which you can catch five days a week. 6am to 9am on KMZQ But I'm now sprinkling in by popular demand Some of the segments from my show That are the most popular Today I interviewed a bartender Who wrote a very funny book He's hilarious You know bartenders always are They don't stay employed, right? Very funny guy I wanted you to hear it His name is Eric Bingle Enjoy
1: You wake up She opens your eyes The Heidi Harris Show On AM 670 KMZQ
0: Good morning. How you doing? We're going to have a little fun on the Heidi Hare Show this morning. Don't forget you can listen to the debate tonight, 6 p.m. right here on AM 670 KMZQ. Eric Bingles here. wrote a great book called Looking for Luck in All the Wrong Vegas, as told by a bartender who's probably going to hell with you. I love the honesty. Eric, how are you?
1: I'm wonderful, Heidi. Thank you for having me. You know,
0: I never hear any good jokes now that I work, not work in the bar business. You got one that I can tell on the air?
1: Oh, um... <laughs> <laughs> I've lost so, you already, right? Um, <laughs> two, uh, two heavy set English girls walk into a pub and they go, um, hello. Uh, can we get uh two gin and tonics, please?" And the bartender says, uh, oh, are you two girls from England?" And the girl says, uh, Wales." And he says, uh, I'm sorry, do you two uh uh are you two Wales from England?" Oh, <laughs> ouch. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. That was off the cuff. I'm sorry. That's
0: good, though. But you know what? I used to hear good jokes every day when I worked in the bar business, but not so much anymore. This book's hilarious. So tell me some of the... some. No, first, first of all, are you working? Are you back to work yet?
1: I am not. I am still uh, on <sighs> furlough.
0: Oh, my gosh. Now, you want to tell us where you worked? I happen to know, but do you want to tell us? No? Uh, I don't want to say where I work right now. That's okay.
1: why I kind of shortened my name. If you look at the book, I, I put down as my name E.J. Bing. Yes. Because uh, I didn't want my employers to know. So um, as of right now, I'll just say that I work at a, uh, a large uh, <laughs> hotel on the Strip.
0: That, that's had some shootings lately. The, the, many of them yeah. have. I mean, that doesn't narrow it down very much, does it, Eric? <laughs> right,
1: right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So, so let's talk about some of these funny stories in the book. What's one of the biggest things that that you see with people? Is it the, fo- the fact that everybody thinks they're unique in their approach to bartenders and whatnot? Is that that that's something I noticed a lot when I was in the business? Um.
1: Bartenders are are a different breed. I mean, you really have to have a personality.
0: Yes. Um,
1: Looks aside, you know, I mentioned in my book that, you know, if you're a hot girl, you will have no problem getting a job in Las Vegas. That's
0: true.
1: Um, You know, so for a guy like me, you know, I wouldn't consider myself the best looking guy in the business. But um, I would say that I have a pretty good personality. So that, you know, that helped me a lot in my career.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you have to have that because people, you know, the reason that people go sit at a bar is because they want a bartender to interact with them, even if they're sitting with somebody else. You know, it's you know, it's like the old joke, quick with a joke or a light of your smoke, you know, all that kind of stuff. But that's true,
1: absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and and and, you know, especially now um, when all these uh, casinos are starting to go to robots, um, you know, bartenders are 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 scared uh, that and and customers are scared that they're not going to get the uh, the service uh that they used to get in vegas
0: yeah how does that work Eric? erica speak with eric bingle a bartender who wrote a great book called looking for luck in all the wrong vegas as told by a bartender is probably going to hell with you what's now how does that work because i've been out of it since before the robots are the robots in the service bar do people go get their own drinks i mean do the robots wander around how does that whole thing work
1: (laughs) yeah it, it is a service bar Um, So when the waitresses uh, uh, go into the service well, they get their drinks from the robot and they go out. So, you know, a lot of time is wasted, um, you know, for the guest perspective, because they're they're waiting for uh, a cocktail waitress inputting these these drinks into a computer screen.
0: And we have to
1: do one one drink at a time, whereas uh, a bartender in a service well, we can knock out. You know, 14 drinks in, in less than a minute.
0: As long as she puts the glasses upright, right. Believe me, I got trained on that early. I got, now yes. pe- people need to know that, uh, the bartenders, uh, if you've never done this, that you have the guns, right? One's got the liqueurs in it, one's got the regular stuff in it, and then you've got the, but if, if, if I call like a gin and tonic and then ask for Kahlua and milk, my bartender would give me a look like I'm going to kill you right now, right? <laughs>
1: There is a uh, an order uh, yes. that you have to go by.
0: Yeah, yes. people need to know for for those who don't know. If you, for example, you walk up to the bar, this is back when I did it. Maybe the guns are different. There was the gun that had all the you know the rum, the gin, that you know the whatever vodka, and then there was the gun that had the soda. So you pick up two guns, and I had gin and tonic, rum and coke, da, da 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 da. If I make you put that gun down and pick up a bottle of milk, and then you have to pick that gun back up, oh boy, trouble. Oh yeah,
1: our, our waitresses heard it. Yeah, and we we weren't uh, too kind. I mean. We got along so great in the service well. Um, so there was a lot of yelling, but at the end of the day, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, there was a lot of yelling. Who was yelling? You yelling at them or them yelling at each other? Mostly them at oh, each other, was, right? Oh, it was a back and forth, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. that You know what? That is so fun. And, you know, if, back in the day, we could joke in the casino business. You can't do that anymore. Like I came to work one time, and one of my bartenders said, Hey, I had a dream about you last night. I said, yeah, how much do you owe me? Now, you can't do that anymore, right? I mean, are they still doing that on the sneaky side, or you can't even do that without worrying about getting sued? How's that going?
1: You have to uh, pick your audience. Yeah. Um, You know, there, there are waitresses that I can joke with that another bartender could say the exact same joke. All of a sudden she's running down to human resources mm. so you have to pick your audience
0: <laughs> yeah that's true and also you should know this when you're a cocktail waitress or dealing with a bartender you know it's best to get along with that bartender you know he or she because it makes your life miserable if they slow down their service to you because then you're slowing down the drinks to the customers you have to be able to get along with people and one of the things i wrote about in my book about cocktail waitressing was every day has to be a new day i don't care if you wanted to kill her yesterday You're going to work two feet away from her today. You can't close an office door. You have to get along.
1: Absolutely. You're in close quarters. um, And we rely on the waitress just as she relies on us because at the end of the day, it's the waitress who uh, tips us out.
0: That's right. That's absolutely true. We're speaking with Eric Bingle. He's got a new book out called Looking for Luck in All the Wrong Vegas. It's told by a bartender who's probably going to hell with you. Tell me some fun stories about celebrities and how how they sometimes treat bartenders.
1: (sighs) Um. I dedicated an entire chapter. I see that uh, the chapter is called "The uh, The Stars at Night Are Big and Bright." <laughs> and uh, I've met many celebrities. Ninety uh, percent, I'm going to say, are good, and then there's the ten percent B listers. <laughs> um, I have had some A listers treat me with the utmost disrespect and uh those ones i saved for the book <laughs> um, but one of my one of my favorite stories was with uh dan Aykroyd mm-hmm. uh who's who's a great guy he came in i was working the uh the high limit lounge and uh they had just um dedicated uh a ghostbusters slot machine
0: oh wow okay so
1: he he came to my bar and sat down and i said uh you know miss you know good afternoon mr Acker. Gonna get you something to drink and he goes i'm uh, not chief uh, i'm all set and i said uh are you sure I can't get you a bassomatic?
0: Oh, that's and funny. He
1: turned around, and you know, uh, for a lot of people that don't know, Bassomatic was a uh, a yeah. Oh, when he was.
0: Yeah, that's hilarious. 90-70. That's from Saturday Night Live. That's that's funny. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah so not too, not too many people know that. So he turned around. And he goes, "How old are you?" <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, we laughed, and uh, he that's looked great. me dead in the eye, and he goes. I don't even remember that skit. Do you know how much cocaine I was on that day? Oh, that's I... funny. <laughs> so uh, long story short, uh, a few years later, Saturday Night Live did uh, a 40-year anniversary show. I feel and old. He... My
0: gosh, I feel old, Eric.
1: <laughs> and Dan Aykroyd reprised that skit, the bassomatic skit. And when I saw that, I said, I think I was the one. That got that into his head to, to redo that sketch. Oh,
0: that's classic. That is so funny <laughs> that he remembered that. Yeah, because it, it's amazing to me that celebrities, because they have to know everybody talks to each other, right? So if they're going to be nasty to a bartender or a cocktail waitress or anybody else, they have to know it's going to get around. Maybe they don't care because, you know, right now they're famous. Next week, everyone's forgotten them, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, some celebrities that I've met that come in, they will purposely create a scene um, just because they know that people are watching mm. and, uh, especially, uh, some of the celebrities that I met that are on the, uh, the downside of the career, they will try to do something that'll get them in the news because, you know, uh, bad publicity is still publicity.
0: Yeah. That's funny. Now talk to me about the hookers at the bar. This is funny. You got a whole chapter on this stuff. Hookers
1: a whole chapter pairs. on hookers too. Yes. Yeah. Back in the day, um, are you aware of uh, the pandering law? Yes. you were cocktailing? Yes. So basically it means that um, uh, the prostitutes used to sit at the bar and the the bartenders would pay, uh, I'm sorry, the, uh, the prostitutes would pay the bartenders rent to sit there and occupy a seat. So whenever they would pick up John, go up to the room and come back, the bartender would get a cut of the. Uh, the prostitutes. Um, see, I did earnings. not know
0: that. I never worked at those kind of places. That's incredible uh, that they did that. Now, so so a lot of the same girls would come in every night, then you'd see them back and forth all night long, then, I guess.
1: Oh, absolutely. I've, I've had regulars. I mean, I've had girls, you know, as long as they're not breaking the law at my bar, I didn't care what they did, um, you know, because it, it it all comes down to he said, she said. You know, um, I know people are in, in Vegas to, you know, sin and have a great time, and right. You know, I will turn a blind eye as long as they're not exchanging uh, their goods at the bar. Um, but I've had prostitutes come back to the come back to the bar after they've come back from uh, a room and put a twenty dollar bill at the bar and say, "Hey, that's for you." And I put my hands up, "Nope, that I am not taking that." Wow. Um, you know, if, if surveillance were to see that, they could, you know, consider that um, you know me contributing to. To, to a crime?
0: Oh, they would. So, uh, oh, that's interesting. I oh, never absolutely. thought about that. Wow, that's that's not, so. What? Okay, so let me let me in on something. So when the bartender, I'm sure you're listening because you have ears that obviously cover the entire bar. So when you are sitting at the bar, what does the hooker say to the guy who walks up to her? What's the What's the first line? Hey, want a party? Uh, you here alone? Um, what do they say?
1: Usually, the first line is, um, "Are you here alone?" And you know, they start talking. And one of my favorites is is the proxy uh, what what some prostitutes will do is they'll pretend uh, that they are a guest and they'll say that they just got into a fight with their boyfriend. Oh, and brother. they brother. And, <laughs> and it, it's an Oscar performance. I've seen some of these girls uh, put on a sob story. Um, they lost a lot of money. And then, you know, all of a sudden the, the guy becomes a knight in shining armor. Um, because he has no idea. And, you know, this was one of the reasons why I wrote the book as, as a guide to people who, who don't know how it goes. You know, the backdoor secrets that the, these prostitutes will use um, to get your money.
0: That's interesting, too. We're speaking with Eric Bingle, a bartender here in town. That's interesting. I didn't think about that because there are, um, obviously, there are people who w- are looking for a prostitute. And then you know, then there's the guy from Omaha who may not have dealt with this before, right? Can you stay with me? I'm going to take a quick break. Can you stay with me, Eric? Absolutely. I want to ask you more about that. The book is called Looking for Luck in All the Wrong Vegas, as told by a bartender who's probably going to hell with you. It's hilarious. I'm Heidi Harris coming right back. We were just talking about hookers at the bar, Eric. And it's funny. I hadn't thought about this, that there are people who, you know, come into town looking for those girls, obviously. And then there are the people who are unsuspecting, and the girls put on this big act to try to get them. I had no idea. I mean, I guess I'm just a sheltered child. I didn't know this. Uh, Yeah,
1: it was, it was, Eye-opening. I couldn't believe the uh, the uh, the amount of work some of these girls will put in uh, just to get your money. And uh, you know, even on the dangerous end of the part, is uh, you know some of these girls have pimps, and uh, some of these girls will find the married ones. And once they get their phone numbers, um, you know, they will try every trick in the book, uh, even blackmail by saying, you know, if you don't give me this wow. amount of money, I will call your wife.
0: Wow! Wow! So I've seen that before. That's pretty scary. Now here's one of the funny stories you tell in the book. You said it's my birthday. Give me free shots, and you and you say seriously, put a blanking bullet in my head. <laughs> that is, everybody uh, thinks they get a freebie on their birthday, right?
1: Everybody thinks that um, uh, on their birthday, and I say, you know, as much as I would love to, you know, I know everybody's in Vegas having a good time, but. On the other hand, everybody is in Vegas having a good time or celebrating something. So if we were to give free drinks to everybody who did something, we'd be out of business.
0: <laughs> like, what is it? Everybody gets a trophy and everybody gets a free shot. Is that what it is?
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so now what? Now I know you're out of work right now. Hopefully you'll go back. Uh, I happen to know where you work, but I'm not going to say it on the air. Uh, so, you know, it's got to be tough for people in your business right now because they're, you know, I went to down to a place I used to work. A couple of weeks ago, and one of the bartenders I worked with years ago was getting ready to retire. Just loved this guy. And the entire bar was empty. They wouldn't, the governor had shut everything down. So here's this guy with nothing but the cocktail waitresses that he's serving, but that's not where he makes the most of his money, right? All these machines that are empty. And I asked him, I said, would these machines be, you know, semi-full on a Saturday? He said they'd all be full. And this is happening all over town. So what are you hearing from your friends?
1: Um, when this first went down and the bars were allowed to open back up uh, on the strip and they were just working with uh, the cocktail waitresses, um, there were some bartenders that I, that I work with that I felt really bad for because I know that uh, they make their money off the guests and they will ignore the cocktail waitresses just because that's where most of our money comes from. So you now have bartenders that have no guests with uh working with cocktail waitresses who don't particularly like uh that certain bartender <laughs> so you really have to put on the uh wow. you know the butt kiss and uh to the waitress to, to at least make um uh, you know what un- unemployment was paying, you know, with the uh, the federal aid, you know, so a lot of people didn't want to go back to work.
0: Mm, interesting. Well, there's payback for you right there, and people should know. Customarily, there's still the cocktail waiters are still giving what 10 percent to the bartenders, and then you tip out 20 to your barbacks. Is that how it still is? Um,
1: well, it, it's it's supposed to be 20 from the cocktail waitress, okay. and then it's and, and I mean, like I said, every every waitress is different. Um, Some give 30, 40 percent. You know, it all all depends on the relationship.
0: Absolutely. And and my attitude was, and I'm not cheap about it, if I made it, you got it. That's how I felt about it.
1: Uh, And it's it's good karma.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it is good karma. Hey, listen, this is a really fun book. It's been great talking to you. Now, where can people get this book?
1: Uh, you can order it off of uh, my publisher's website, which is lulu, uh, L-U-L-U dot com. Okay. Um, it's $15, okay. and all proceeds go to me. Thank you. Uh, I love I your honesty.
0: Thank you very much. It's hard <laughs> writing a, Listen, I've written too. It's hard writing a book, Eric. It's a lot of work to sit down and do it and then get it published, and when you finally get it, it's such a thrill, right?
1: I, it, it absolutely is, and I, I have actually you to thank for, for my book because um, uh, I originally wrote this book as a blog.
0: You know, in my case, I've written two books, and one was called Cocktail Waitress Wisdom, which you can get at HeidiHarris.com, and also Don't Pat Me on the Head, and especially my second book, which was a lot bigger than my first. I was encouraged to write it because a friend of mine who used to produce for Lou Dobbs and folks like that wrote a book about producing, and she made it anecdotal. And once she did that, I went, oh, yeah, because that's really kind of the way I think. That's the way I like to relay stories. I throw a lot of anecdotes into my show. And to me, writing an anecdotal book was a much better way to write about my life and my career so i'm glad i encouraged eric bingle the book is under the name of ej bing and you can get it at lulu.com at that website so uh, it was just fun talking to him hope you enjoyed that i'm heidi harris don't forget you can join me weekdays 6 a.m to 9 a.m on am 670 kmzq for my live radio show and you can listen live at a link at HeidiHarris.com. until we meet again remember you were created for a purpose